Hello, Guilty Feminist. This is Deborah. We're heading off to Australia and New Zealand, where we will be appearing live and recording an episode in Christchurch on the 11th of May, Auckland on the 14th of May, Wellington on the 15th of May, Adelaide on the 18th of May, Perth on the 20th, Sydney on the 23rd, Melbourne on the 25th, Brisbane on the 27th, and finally Canberra on the 28th of May. So get in and get your tickets now. They are going very fast. Please go to guiltyfeminist.com and just click on live shows for any of these events. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm a feminist, but when I went to see Gloria Steinem, speak at an event other feminists were meant to come with me but at the last minute they couldn't and I was very sad until I met her afterwards and we had some good banter and then I was a little bit happy because I was the only one who was best buddies with Gloria Steinem <laughs> nice. I'm a feminist but this week I did a box fit class and hashtag this girl can't <laughs> it was 75% fucking skipping <laughs> I thought I'd get to punch a bag but it was it was basically like I didn't realise I had any trauma I hadn't dealt with about first school <laughs> until then I was like Ugh, I just kept tripping on it but I was like don't give up and now my bum bum still hurts, and that was Tuesday. <laughs> Will you go back, do you think? Yep. <laughs> Booked it. I'm a feminist, but one of my favourite writers is Sir Arthur Quiller Couch, a Cambridge University lecturer who right here in Cambridge, <laughs> when women were first allowed to attend the university but were not allowed yet to receive their degrees, would begin every lecture with gentlemen, ignoring the women in the room. Halfway through the term, when there was only one man left, because they didn't bother coming to the lectures because they were going to get their degree anyway, <laughs> the room was full of women with only one man, Sir Arthur Quiller Couch, opened his lecture, Sir, <laughs> and directed the whole lecture to that one young man. When that young man the following week had fled, embarrassed... Sir Arthur Quiller Couch came into the room, saw a room full of young women eager to learn, and said, as there is no one in attendance today, the lecture is cancelled, and walked out. His book on the art of reading, published in 1920, is one of the best books I've ever read. <laughs> it's so wow. good on literature. I mean, it's just so good. And it's just, it's like he's talking to you, except obviously he isn't talking to me. <laughs> yeah. He isn't. He would have hated me. 
And he hates the fact. But you know what? I slightly relish reading the book and I go, oh, mm, yum, 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 well, Martha Quilla Couch. Mm, taste delicious. All your delicious ideas about literature that you can't stop me Jumping reading now. And, and I've got a degree and I've got a fucking degree from one of your fucking posh universities, which they had to give me despite your misgivings, Arthur Quilla Couch. Please love me. I'm a feminist, but sometimes in bed I say thank you. <laughs> Mine aren't as sort of poignant as yours, Debs. No. I mean, it's all right to say thank you in bed as long as you haven't brought 50% of the work. I think if you've just lain there I think and someone's said... someone's done something I'm grateful for, I'll say thank you very much. I'm grimacing with shame. I mean, how yeah. are you saying it? Thank you. Or are you going, thank you? Thank you very much. Good night. I'm not going to do an impression of me. <laughs> it's probably <laughs> realistically. <laughs> I'm not doing no, no. it. I just wait, we won't. We'll edit it out. We'll edit it out. Thank you. <laughs> you won't edit it out. I really fully intended to edit it out, but I didn't know it was going to be that good. That's not my fault that it was so good. I'm a fem. <laughs> I'm a feminist, but whenever I hear that 52% of white women voted for Trump, which makes me horrified and ashamed, I always think, yes, but 63% of white men voted for Trump, and we never hear about that because women are the only ones we expect to do the right thing. So just to change it up again, <laughs> uh, I'm a feminist, but if someone says you've lost weight, I secretly, right to my shameful core, feel elated. <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? I, I knock it away and be like, oh, oh well, I'm me exercising. I look maybe fitter. But then inside, I think, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Live from Cambridge Junction, the spontaneity of the guilty feminists was Deborah Francis White and Jessica Foster Special guest, May Martin, talking about assumptions. This is The Guilty Feminist, the podcast in which we explore our noble goals as 21st century feminists and the hypocrisies and insecurities which undermine them. Welcome to The Guilty Feminist. Thank you for coming. Yeah, we're talking about assumptions tonight. What assumptions we make about each other as yeah. feminists, as yep. women. What assumptions men make about us, whether they are feminist or not. What assumptions are made about us in the workplace sometimes. Yeah. I think is interesting. How many assumptions do you reckon you make in a day, Jess, oh, about other people? I think some are a necessity. I think you have to bear that in mind. You have to assume that if you cross the road without looking either side, there's a high chance someone's going to run you over. I think some assumptions we make for survival, that's why it's part of human yeah, nature. Yeah, it's why our brains are wired that it, way, so that it, we can make a quick judgment and avoid danger. If you go on a women's march, you go, you know, as we've all been... Even then, been, you could say, many, many you probably assume on. that everyone on a women's march yeah. is a feminist. Sure, but <laughs> that seems to be a, I, do you a think pessimistic... That's a safe and a good assumption. Yeah, or that they're coming to feminism yeah. or that they want, you know, they may not even use that word, but they have an aspiration to egalitarianism or to... If, say, you turn up to the Women's March, you look around for assumptions, don't you? You go, where right. is the march? And you make guesses about who's on the march and who's just walking down the street based on how people look. 
I am making an assumption. Okay, I'm going to look down the front row and I'm going to make an assumption. Okay, there's a young woman in a hat. I am going to assume that she is open to attention from the comedians. I'll tell you why. You don't wear a hat to a comedy show and sit in the front row unless you're happy to interact with the comedians. Is that True. correct? True. Excellent. Very confident. Now, I've got a little bit of evidence to back up my assumption. She tweeted a picture of herself <laughs> and said, sitting in the middle of the front row, can't wait. And she attered me. So I, I, I've got more of I mean, I looked quite Darren Brown there, but really, that was more of a hot reading than a cold reading. Uh, there's uh, something. What does your T-shirt say? Girl power. Girl power. But it says it in quite a millennial way. It's left out the vowels. Well, there's fewer letters to sew on then, I You sewed it yourself you and you didn't yourself. want to bother sewing all the letters. If it couldn't get more millennial, she's sewn it herself. <laughs> What's your challenge? My challenge was I googled what is the difference between a good and a bad assumption, and I had to read the full first five links that came up. I've learned an awful lot about economics. <laughs> I'm going to share that with you here because it's fucking boring. Um, that was the first and second website. Third one, selfgrowth.com. Started with the Oscar Wilde quote, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Mm. Although in Australia we say assume. And I once <laughs> said assume in America and this guy went, does that make a shoe out of you and me? Yeah. <laughs> Lovely, make ash out of you and me. Mm. I mean, that did have some interesting stuff on. Then the fourth article was bestcoachesinc.com. Very boring. Assumptions are good if they're positive, especially if you're assuming your business will do well in the next one to five years. That was the gist of it. Uh, and then finally, the fifth one has struck gold. How do you know what's good and bad? Assumption, there were 40-odd pictures of models all looking quizzical with their hand upon their chin. That was the top of the page. Very nice. Very nice. Looked at each of those pics. And then it went on to explain in much more words. It said, you can assume that a customer is contacting you and that if they are, they have a performance gap. Now, I am glad that I read that whole article, not because of what I learned, but because now performance gap is what I call my vagina. <laughs> So things people assume about me, I think, I think people assume sturdy girls have no problems. Like you're sturdy, you're not going to cry, you're fine. You've got that sort of Second World War blitz spirit and you're able to change your tyre. Sometimes people meet me and they've been listening to The Guilty Feminist and I've had a couple of people meet me and go, oh, I was expecting you to be much larger. They go, no, but you talk about yourself like you're Gulliver <laughs> and that you could crush a village. And I'm like, no, I know, no, no, but that is sort of how I perceive myself. I'm not that big, but for a woman, like I'm five foot nine and a half and I just have a, a heft to me, like sizable hands, feet and head. When I have a photo taken with other women, honestly, sometimes it looks like I've been superimposed on <laughs> just because of the size of my head. Honestly, I can dwarf a national monument in a photograph. I can make the Eiffel Tower look wee. 
and people assume Girl Guide, Blitz Spirit, will never be sad, will never have a meltdown. I think that's what they see. Couldn't be fucking further from the truth. I had a meltdown before I came here today. I'm overworked, I'm tired, I've been ill this week. And I know, if I was a waif-like woman where I looked like you could touch me and I'd fall over, you'd all feel sorry for me. But you're looking at me going, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine, you're not lacking in anything. You're not lacking in iron, look at you. Look at you, look at those rosy cheeks, look. Sturdy girls, just give me a cheer if you're a sturdy girl. One, two, three. Okay, is this true? that you get less sympathy from your mother than your more waif-like siblings, <laughs> and she expects more of you. If you're a sturdy girl, cheer now if that's true. Yes! Sturdy girls are expected to be better feminists. Is that not true? Cheer now. Yes, it's true. Waif-like girls, you don't know you're born. People look at you and they go, ooh, let me fix your things that aren't even broken. So why don't you sit down? Why don't you have a sandwich? No one's offering me a fucking sandwich. They, they just look at me and assume I've already found the buffet. And I haven't always, guys. Sometimes I get very low blood sugar and I'm fainting with hunger. But people look at me and go, are you though? Are you? In an apocalypse situation, which, you know, just six months ago seemed like a fantasy science fiction future and now seems like November. People will follow me. They'll go, oh, look, she'll know what to do and where to go. A capable woman, they'll think. No, you've made an assumption based on height. As long as the supplies are on the top shelf and you can direct me towards them, yes. Otherwise, no, I'm the worst person. I cannot make a fire with my own hands, even if you supply matches and kindling. I cannot change a tyre, even if you provide a tyre and a jack. I can't do any practical handy things. Now, here's my last confession. This is something that I assume about other people. I assume that women with babies don't want to come to whatever the thing is. I'm having a party, but she's just had a baby. She won't want to come. It's a gig. She's, or she'll be too busy or she won't want to come. And I've really stopped myself doing that because... That is the most unfeminist act. I don't assume a man with a baby, I might assume he doesn't want to come to a party, but I'd never not offer him a job. In fact, I would go, man's just had a baby, will need money. Baby's got to eat. So I should probably offer him the gig. Woman with a baby, she will just want to suckle it like the Madonna and stare at it. What kind of fucked up, terrible thing is that? And that's an automatic assumption I've had over years, and I've absolutely broken that. And that is why my co-host for the night is the wonderful Jessica Foster Q, who has had a child, and that child is at home alone. Thank you very much. <laughs> If I'm honest, and I no, neither did I. I'm gonna but... get you a t shirt that says, I'd love a fucking sandwich, actually. Um... <laughs> okay, my challenge is called the assumptions game. I'm gonna get this audience to uh, shout out their assumptions about me. So, was I privately educated or was I educated by the state? Shout private or state? State. Let's hear the privates. Private. State. State. I'm privately, I'm so state educated. I was just, uh, <laughs> Totally state educated. State. I don't know which one was louder, but 
at least half of you would have assumed privately educated. And that sort of tells you something about somebody and you make that assumption and then you make all sorts of other assumptions. You're looking at your friend, what, what are you thinking? we're Cambridge uni students so we assume everyone's privately educated we're not we're not we're not don't eat us don't kill us don't pull us limb from limb we are the working class feminists who keep this university from people like Sir Arthur Quiller Couch did my mother identify as a feminist when I was growing up yes or no No, she would not have. She was a feminist. She acted like a feminist. But a feminism was referred to as women's lib and sort of very much out there. Have I read more Twitter or Virginia Woolf this week? Twitter. <laughs> Correctly assumed. <laughs> but I wanted you to say, to look at me and go, Wolf. <laughs> I desperately wanted you to make that assumption. Do I know how much money is in my bank account right now? Yes or no? No. No. Ah. <laughs> What was that? No, she doesn't, authoritatively. <laughs> Why do you say that? Super fan there. Super fan. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm thrilled. Some of these I did think some of the audience will know because they're avid listeners, and I'm discovering there aren't as many avid listeners as I thought. Um, did I watch all of Breaking Bad or all of Scandal? Scandal. Breaking Bad. Oh. I know. <laughs> Do I prefer the movie Suffragette or Chariots of Fire if I have to watch a movie about that period in history? Suffragette. Very much Chariots of Fire. I haven't seen Suffragette. <laughs> I'll get round to it. Have I kissed a girl? Yes. yes. And I liked it. <laughs> um, so we're just going to play very briefly the same game with Pip. Okay, so Pip, could you come out to the stage? Life, your moment has come. Okay, all right. Shout out one thing about Pip that you assumed by the way he came out onto the stage. No, not you, not you, then. Posh, gay. I heard posh, gay, and. He's at St. John's. Oh, that's a Cambridge joke. He's at St. John's College, if you know what I mean. Firstly, posh, yes or no? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, no, ish, ish. Yes. No. Yes. If you say ish, if you say ish, you're definitely posh. I mean, I feel like if you're an East End boy, you don't go, I don't know, ish, posh, ish. I'm a bit posh, and I, you know, you know, ish. It's just basically too posh to say you're posh. Uh, gay. Uh, no, no ish, maybe uh, yes. Uh, no. I'm, I'm here with my girlfriend now. Oh, you're here with your girlfriend? Oh, that's interesting, that's interesting. You're here with your girlfriend, but oh, no, ish, bye. Okay, okay. So, similar. He's a difficult one to make assumptions about, isn't he? He's very difficult. He's very difficult. Because In a way, he's, he's a perfect example. He's a perfect example because he's not sure about any of the things about himself. Okay, now, St. John's College. Um, I'm a tour guide on the river, so I'd rather be at Oxford than St. John's. That's the, uh, St. John's is the sliver of the colleges. Just putting out. 
St. John's is the Slytherin of the colleges. I didn't know that about Cambridge. I thought, I, yeah. <laughs> Are you at Cambridge University? No, no, I just live here. But I'm, I work on the river as a tour guide. So that's what I say every day to all the tourists. <laughs> Sorry, any St. John's students, it's lovely, William. Hey, are there any St. John students in? No, <laughs> of course not. I'm not sorry, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> They're down at the anti feminist show. They're down at the not fucking guilty patriarch <laughs> podcast, slithering away. If you are listening to this and you go to St. John's, please tweet in and tell us what the fuck this is about. <laughs> Are you stuck? Do you need help? Do you need us to come and get you out of this college? So we've all assumed you're a Cambridge student. How many people assumed that? Yeah. Yes. And actually, he's a tour guide. He works with his hands. He, he pumps. Are you, are you punting? Yeah. You push people through the river with that big stick? Indeed. I was going to... I meant to remember to invite you in advance and see if you're around, but I didn't do it, so I'm sorry. If you were around. I don't know if you were. All of you. If you're, back, if you're here tomorrow, come punting. Oh, this is the loveliest Pip in the world. Okay, so Pip's invited us onto the river. <laughs> With what do you call the large stick? Uh, just, I call it a pole, but apparently it's called a quand. I've not, I didn't know this until last week, but a quand. A quand? That sounds now more I... Harry Potter than St. John's. <laughs> Big round applause for Pip! Okay, so uh, if you were listening at home, Pip frolicked out onto the stage and almost did a sort of, what would we call it, Elizabethan dance. And so, so the assumptions, please don't go, oh, why were they making those terrible assumptions, blah, blah, blah. He because made us. He, he made us, yeah. uh, but we can't look at people and know them. No. We do make guesses, but then we have to ask questions and make sure that what we're guessing is accurate. We can't stop ourselves making guesses, but we can stop ourselves stopping there and asking no more. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please welcome to the stage with General Wahooing and thank yous, Jessica Fosterkew. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I almost always get it assumed that I'm older than I am. I've always had that. I've had a very deep voice since forever. I used to do the traffic on the radio. Everyone assumed that I was unwell. Um, uh, it was very early morning, so it was sort of this, which is my voice, but worse. And I did various regional stations, but I remember dialing in once to do BBC Cambridge. And oh, uh, good morning, Jess. How's it going? It's Phil here. We're live on air. Tell us what's happening on the road. So, good morning, Phil. So actually, everything out there is looking. Oh, <laughs> so just stop me. Have you got a cold? Poor thing, Jess. Got a cold? No, Phil. <laughs> so as I was saying, roads looking pretty clear. No problems at the moment. Little bit, um, little bit of road work. So, um, just hang on. Just going to stop you there. Just, just big night last night, was it? <laughs> No, Phil, it's just my voice. <laughs> People assume all sorts of things, I think. I once did a gig at the very famous comedy store and the feedback was that the audience might be confused because they couldn't tell if I was a man or a woman <laughs> from my voice. I once got a gig from a man called Eugene Cheese. <laughs> I was very new to stand-up and I phoned him and asked for a gig and he said, I wouldn't normally book a woman but because you sound like a man, I will. <laughs> and I do sort of, I think, sound look maybe older than I am. Uh, I was an only child, so my parents let me hang out at their parties. I had a lot of adult company and not enough sleep from a very early age. I was grizzled and weary before I even had a pube. Um, I smoked for years, that, and I'm from the West Country, so started drinking when I was 12. Um, all of these things have added to it. When I was about 14, I loved looking older than I am, so I could get served everywhere. Now I do as well, but I went through a long patch. I'd say from about when I left home to go to uni for about a decade, I hated it, I really cared. And I don't know where that came from, but I hated having that assumption made about me. And I once... I was 22, I worked in a video shop and I was working with another 22-year-old called Drew who was a tall guy with, like, long blonde hair. I mean, intellectually, socially, he was a fucking vortex. But he, um, he was also in a band, so quite often there were teenage girls hanging around chatting up Drew. And one time this group of girls came in and they said... How old are you? <laughs> How old are you? To him, and he said, Why don't you guess? <laughs> and they were like, oh, I don't know, like maybe like 22. And he was like, Yeah, spot on. <laughs> well done. Why don't you guess how old she is? To me. And one of them looked at me and went, 30. <laughs> and I don't know what my face did, but they all ran away. <laughs> Yeah, and now I'm 33 and I don't care. I don't care, even if you thought I was 40. I'll tell you now, I'm 33. I hope to look like Mary Berry by the time I'm 45. Bring it. <laughs> Why not? The other thing I say gets assumed about me a lot is that I'm gay. I get that assumed a lot. That's fine. I've never had a gay relationship of any kind. I've had some filthy kisses. Um, but I, personally, I consider myself to be on a spectrum 
And I think most people are somewhere on a spectrum of gayness. And that's how I choose to see it. And I actually, I think a lot more women would probably want to have some sort of sexual encounter, if not a full bang with another woman <laughs> at some point before they die. But they don't ever write that down because it would be inappropriate because of the name of that list. Do any of you get it? It's called a bucket list. It's awful, isn't it? That's the joke that I said was dubious. I think it's really good, Jess. I think you just didn't sell it. I didn't I sell it. I was scared of you. I think you should go again so you can what? sell it for the edit. Yeah. It goes against every fibre of my comedian's body to say a joke twice. No, I think you should. Is this showbiz? Yeah. Who I think she should sell that joke? Like, oh, if you're going to do it, do it. I think just do it. Uh, uh, I think a lot more women I think loads of women probably at some point before they die would like to have a sexual encounter with another woman but if you're going to call a thing a bucket list then they're never going to admit it on there <laughs> thank you so much thank you Deborah from The Guilty Feminist, briefly interrupting this episode of The Guilty Feminist to ask everybody in the UK to support the Scrap the Cap rally for the nurses on the 6th of September. Please go to rcn.org.uk for all the details and follow our Twitter feed because we will have a group of Guilty Feminists there supporting the nurses at Guilt Fempod and you can hear all about that. It'll also be on our Facebook group. If you are in Australia or New Zealand, we are coming to you on the 18th of October, the 19th and 21st of October. We are in Sydney. Now, the 19th and 21st are also sold out. So we've just put an 18th of October show on. Go to Giant Dwarf where you can get tickets. On the 20th of October, we will be in Brisbane at the State Library of Queensland. And we'll be in Auckland on the 28th of October at Auckland Town Hall. With the possibility of another show there. Now, if you're in Melbourne... The Guilty Feminist is going to be part of the Festival of Questions on the 15th of October. Right now, you can buy a ticket for the whole day of the Festival of Questions, all of the events. And I am going to be on the bill at various times throughout the day. So please buy a ticket for the whole day if you can. If you just want to come to the Guilty Feminist, which is one individual session of the Festival of Questions, you're going to be able to do that from the 4th of September. Right now, you can just buy the day ticket, but from the 4th of September, you will be able to buy a ticket just for my session. So please check out Melbourne Festival of Questions. Hope to see you at one of those. Our guest for this episode um, is a wonderful comedian and a truly unique voice, a voice of her generation. She is also from Canada. Ooh. Exotic. Put your hands together and make excited noises for Mae Martin. So fun and great. You guys are great. You're oh, great. Excuse me. <laughs> Do you, uh, speaking of assumptions, mm. come up against many assumptions to challenge your feminism <sighs> or just your personhood? 
Yeah, big time. Yeah, all the time. I'm like yeah. the pip of women. Because I, I look, if you're listening at home, I look like the blonde one in One Direction. Um, I look like Niall. <laughs> I'm saying the blonde one like I don't know his name. <laughs> Niall. Niall Horan. <laughs> I've looked like this my whole life, ever since I was a little tiny child. But then I've always dated men and women. And then so people <laughs> like Pip assume I'm, I'm a gay person, yeah. which is fine because I've been in long-term relationships with women. But then it's become a problem in the past two years because I'm single, I'm mingling around, and no <laughs> one believes me. Men don't believe me. No one believes me. <laughs> what? I know. Genuinely I, don't believe. Well, like I went on a date with a man. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Impressive. Uh, and so we were on the date and we start like, kissing I'm, I'm kind of a legend uh, <laughs> this is amazing yeah what? and then um he kind of stops all of a sudden he's like oh this is so crazy for me and I was like oh why and he's like I'm not even gay and I was like wait what? yeah wait what? so I know so I was like okay hang on, hang on like I'm a girl you're a boy this is so straight it's insane and then he's like oh yeah you know what I mean and I was like no I don't yeah and he goes oh I've just never been on a date with a lesbian before like, how crazy is that? It's like, he's basically saying, you're a bloke. Well, I think he was just drunk and confused, right, right, but right. he's being like, I'm so <laughs> Like, he knows who I am, so yeah. he didn't think I was a man, but he was like, oh, yeah, it's exciting to be on a date with a lesbian, but it was right. like, mm. what do you think? I'm just doing, like, field research? Is it like, that? this is some... <laughs> like, I just had a 20-minute conversation about the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You think I'm doing that as an experiment? I'm doing that. I'm putting in the time because I want to have sex with you. Like that's. Yeah. I just had a. Are our assumptions around gender going to diminish? Because I feel already mine have in the last five years as society, yeah. the small Western pocket of you know liberal society that I operate in. To be fair, yeah, is shifting its views on the binary. Totally. Um, and do you think? there will come a time in our lifetime where those assumptions won't be made anymore. I really hope so. It feels mm. like you can feel a shift, oh. right? And I do also a lot of freshers gigs at unis and I've been doing stand-up since I was a teenager, so like 15 years. And I used to just dread the university gigs because they'd be drunk and rowdy yeah. and I get heckled and homophobic heckles and stuff. And now it's like the opposite where a group of 18-year-olds are so tuned in. They're like, yeah. they know all the terminology. I'm like saying the wrong, I'm like offending them. by uh, they're, uh, Not being sufficiently inclusive to yourself. Totally. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. That is actually something I get a lot is people assume I'm very... Because I talk about sexuality and the, yeah. and the spectrum. The, I love the spectrum. <laughs> but people assume I'm really au fait with all the, like... I've never used the expression au fait before. Did I use it? Did I, I use really it right? I enjoyed it, yeah. 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 You've caught it from Pip. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly the sort of thing Pip was thinking. Pip yeah. was thinking it, yeah. Well, he was thinking au fait-ish. Yeah. <laughs> but they think I'm, that I know all the terms and I don't. That's the other thing. It's interesting that they're looking at you and assuming that you're woke. And there's also some discussion about whether or not we should use the term woke. Um, what's woke? It means you're alert to social issues. It's a term that was coined by African-Americans. So some people say, yes, it's a great word to use because it's a word we don't currently have and that's why it's drifted yeah. into our lexicon. Yeah. And other people say you shouldn't because it's cultural appropriation from African-Americans. Oh, but there's right. no other word that really describes... It's so good, though, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, it's woke, you're woke. But it started out by being, I think, stay woke to the police. Oh, right. Um, so, oh. Yeah, but now it sort of generally has developed its meaning to mean someone who is aware of social 
issues. And you look like somebody. I look who, woke. You look woke. I just had a Red Bull, so I am buzzing. But um. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you look like, oh, well, yeah. and that's a really interesting one. If you've got short hair mm. and you look non binary I mean, I think you look like a kind of cute blonde pixie Audrey Hepburn, which is the same way I feel about Jen Flirting. Brister. <laughs> a little bit. Just stop for a flirt break. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, I get, but people, I get like in toilets. People think I'm a boy all the time. I just got back from Australia. Everyone thought I was a boy, but I've got that my whole life. So I'm yeah. very. My, oh my god, yeah. People are like, <laughs> you're gay. Like people, yeah, it's crazy. Who is that? You're gay. I, I don't know what character that was. <laughs> you're back from Australia. Yeah. You're gay. No, okay, you're gay. no actually, yeah. I, actually, I'm bisexual. I said you're gay and you're gay. Yeah. I can't be. I've made an assumption once. I can't be shifting that. It's too That's hot. It's not just an assumption. It's too it? hot. That's worse. It's like, no, no, it's not actually your choice. No, yeah. it's too hot to be changing my mind. If you are listening from Australia, I am not saying all Australians are like this. I myself am Australian. Um, but you know, how narrow, though, is our idea of what a woman looks like? That yeah. I have short hair and so people are like, you aren't a man. I was at the Royal Albert Hall, not bragging, but I went to see Just Cirque Just hanging out there. Yeah. And I was she in the line direction. for the toilets. I've been queuing for ages, surrounded by women. So standing in the queue for the women's toilets, this woman comes up. She's like, um, excuse me, I won't do the accent. Like a posh woman. Posh, yeah. full posh, Pip. Um, she, and she's like... Uh, She's like, oh, this is the women's toilets. And I was like, yeah, I know. Like, I'm standing surrounded by women. For, I've been here 15 minutes. And then she just tried to, she panicked. She realized she'd made a mistake. And so she tried to just rephrase it as a question. She goes, oh, no, uh, is this the women's toilets? Oh. <laughs> such a lame, I was like, yeah, it's yeah. Oh, no, I was just checking. Yeah, great. Oh, no, I'm in the right. <laughs> oh, I kind of feel for her now. Yeah, yeah. Because she, she wasn't ill-intentioned. Yeah. But actually, she'll probably never do that again. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think some people don't care. I did a speed awareness course. <laughs> what is that? I'm not sure what the thing is. That. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you were pulled Just up for speeding. Of course, she's done a speed awareness course. Yeah, we'd all made the assumption that you there had was a driving Someone else band. on the course, a woman who had short hair, and one of the people giving the course just couldn't get his head around it. I'm sorry, it was hilarious, and it's fine to say that because. She also found it hilarious, but he'd be like, okay, so um, any thoughts at the back from you, sir, madam, sir? sir, 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 sir. <laughs> it was so funny. But it was just, yeah. um, uh, and everyone else would be like, madam, and yeah. sir, what do you think? And you? Yeah. <laughs> really panicked and like uh, noisy. Yeah. That that is happening there in his head mm. is really what the problem with assumptions is. I know how the world makes sense to me. I've already decided that everyone needs to conform to something I can understand. Yeah. Because if I can't understand it, I can't control it. Mm. And it's going to surprise me or upend me. Mm. So could you please conform to something I can get my head around mm. so that I'm not uncomfortable? That's really what yeah. it is, isn't it? And it's also tough as a comic because, like, I'm way more comfortable now in what I say and when I perform and stuff. But in my early 20s, like, you, as soon as you walk, as soon as I personally <laughs> walk out on stage... Everyone in the room is like, oh, she's either gay or she has short hair or what's happening. And I would feel this pressure to address it right away. And I used to always open by saying, hi, I'm Justin Bieber. And, and, then, and then, but then everyone, <laughs> then everyone can relax because they're, yeah. and they're, you can sense the tension like dissipate in the room because they're like, oh, thank God she knows she looks like this. We, and like, we don't have to tell her. And then, <laughs> but I'm so, <laughs> I love the idea that those people start thinking, and someone needs to tell her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> maybe they are. You know. But I'm doing it less and less because right. I'm like, let them sit in their yeah. confusion a bit longer. And just also, I don't think I actually look like him. Anyway, <laughs> 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 really, I mean, I guess I do a bit. I'm happy. Yeah. I don't mind looking like. Him. Oh, okay, I look like him. Yeah. <laughs> what I'm sort of thinking is that maybe we need feminism in this area because. Feminism, as far as assumptions goes, especially areas that are important to us, like our sexual orientation, our gender, all of those things, they're ultimate forms of expression. Is feminism there so that we can be our whole selves and our fully expressed selves? But it's also, it would be nice to not have to have it be such a big part of your identity. Like people, yeah. people are so comfortable asking me about it and stuff. And it's like, but... I'm lucky that I grew up, my parents were like, I just always, did. from the time I started dating, I dated boys and girls. I always looked like this. My parents were so into it. My mom's really into spectrums. <laughs> too, too into spectrums. Amazing. I was like, mom, do you love me? She's like, no, it's a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's a, that's a yes or no. <laughs> yeah. but, so I was, but, but I would like it not to be a huge part of my, but then it's yeah. like I do whole shows talking about it incessantly, but I would like to not have to talk about it anymore. Yeah. I'm talking about different stuff now on stage and it feels good to not feel like, why do I have to build this bridge for people who don't understand it to come, you know what I mean? Can't I yeah, just it's be? it's a lot of pressure. It's on a lot of pressure, yeah. It's like you guys do yeah. figure it out and I'm just going to keep doing my thing. Yeah. The more though that you are in the public eye and the more you represent, the more young women and non-binary people will be able to go, oh, hey, May's on the television and she's super cool and she's super chilled and people seem to really like her. So I can wear my hair how I want and yeah. I can be who I am and I can dress how I want. And that's, that's so nice. an acceptable, celebrated uh, way to be yeah. as opposed to I'm weird. I can't be my full self. I have to pretend to be something else. Yeah, and that's another thing too, like, when I became single, <laughs> became single, uh, when I came out of the closet as single, I, um, <laughs> and then started dating men and talking about it on stage, I felt people were like, oh, it seems like you're going back in the closet or you're being like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you're letting down the lesbian community and I got nothing funny to say about that, just said it. No, <laughs> no but it's but like, I, that's it. It's this pressure from all sorts of communities. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't want it to seem like I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, oh, no, I'm not gay. Because <laughs> it's like, I think when I was in long-term relationships with women, I'd often say I was gay because it's like you've been with a woman for five years. It's just a sort of ease mm. of dialogue. But then when you're like, I'm just trying to get laid, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just going to... Be honest is like yeah. I've been with I can men as see well. that because I feel I am probably bisexual, but in practical terms, there's no point saying that. Yeah. I mean, bisexuality, definitely most people seem like if you press them on it, they're like, yeah, I would. Or I'm, I have dreams about other women or I, yeah. things like that. But I think people assume that bisexual people are either not comfortable enough to be gay or it's a phase and like especially women who date men. And then they say they're bi and people are like, oh, it's just so trendy. And you're just trying to be trendy. That's, I think, no, that's the really worst. fucking... You're really annoying. Yeah. yeah. I, I, do we're we're all animals, guys. We're just, yeah. Like that's monkeys. That's the thing, is there isn't really anybody who is... Comp I don't think. Maybe there's, like, a very small percentage like, of the population they that's... They say 10% of the population are gay. Probably 10% are straight as well. And then everyone else is yeah. somewhere, somewhere in the... In the that's a breakthrough. 10% yeah. of straight, 10% of gay. That is a... Oh, my God. That is... I feel like that's like a... I just thought of it now, guys. <laughs> I feel like that's been the breakthrough that May came on the podcast to give us. That's amazing. That Super was, job. That was really good, yeah. We have categorically proven tonight 
that only 10% of the population is straight. <laughs> and That's it's not an proven assumption. It, we're no longer making assumptions. Do you have anything to plug me? Yeah, I got um, a DVD coming out in the summer. <gasps> yeah, I got an hour-long DVD and I'm going on tour in the fall. So come, I'll, yeah, I'll be here maybe in Cambridge. What's the DVD called? It's called Us, and yes. it's my last show. All about the spectrum, all about sexuality. Brilliant. Wow. Just won't shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. And what's the tour called? The tour is going to be of my new show called Dope. That's about addiction. Oh. <laughs> yeah. well, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Spicy. I'm, I already feel I'm going to come four or five times. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to the show. To Thank the you. show. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I've accidentally got a catchphrase. Uh, <laughs> Jessica Foster Q, do you have anything to plug? Yeah, I do. I'm doing a new show. It's a comedy horror story, and it's called The Silence of the Nans. <laughs> my website's jessicafosterq.com. My Twitter is at jessicafosterq. Please look at those things, and there's lists of everywhere I'm previewing and at the Edinburgh Festival. I'm at Deborah FW on Twitter, and I'm going to be doing Global Pillage at Latitude Festival, if anyone's coming. Um, and you can listen to Global Pillage at globalpillage.net. It's a diversity-based comedy panel show. Jess, you've done it, haven't you? I loved it. Yeah, May Martin is going to do it. Hey. I invited her today. Love to. Sounds like I have a gun under the table. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll come four or five times. <laughs> Thank you. Follow The Guilty Feminist on Twitter at GuiltFemPod. Check out our Instagram, instagram.com forward slash TheGuiltyFeminist. Like our Facebook page. Sign up to our mailing list to get notified as soon as a new episode is released. And please go to iTunes and rate, review and subscribe. It helps other people find the podcast. And give it five stars. You can rate every episode... So if you might think, I've rated it. No, you've rated one episode. You can rate every episode. So Pip, when you get home tonight, it's F-O-S-T-E-K-E-W. <laughs> you have been listening to The Guilty Feminist with me, Rebel Bronson's wife, Jessica Hooks, Lisa Fosterview, and our very special guest, Mae Martin. The recording engineer was Chris Sharp. It was by Mark Hodge. Producer was Tom Thanks to Tony and Hannah of PBJ Live, as well as everyone at Cambridge Junction. And all of you for listening. For more information about this and other episodes, visit guiltyfeminist.com. Thank you! As I'm sure your husband <laughs> says after you've said thank you. Not married. You're not married? No. Oh, that's an assumption I've made about you. Because you've got a baby. Yeah, he's a bastard. (laughs) Who, the baby? Or your husband? Oh, you're not a husband, partner. The baby's the product. Oh, I thought you meant. It's a joke. It means two things. I saw. I thought you meant. I genuinely thought you meant that your partner was a bastard because he wouldn't marry you. That's why it's funny. Yeah, no, I get it now. I've never loved you more. Am I going to have to I tell him, you. you know? I love you. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.